Good morning, everyone watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments where you are tuning in from. The Hashi covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's Hashi, I will discuss this week's housing inventory update, how strong of a seller's market is this, and Charlie Munger's warning for commercial real estate. Today is Monday, May 1st, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the Hot Sheet starts now. Welcome to May. Hit thumbs up if you are ready for this month. If you're a real estate agent, a team leader, a broker, a real estate attorney, if you're incentivized on real estate closings in any way, I believe May is the month to make the most hay, to create the most relationships in this 2023 market that actually come to fruition. Uh, I'm not that, if you've been following the hot sheet, you know I'm not extremely bullish about quarter four. There's a couple of reasons why. Obviously, a looming recession. We're going to find out what Jerome Powell and the Fed does later this, uh, or just tomorrow and, and Wednesday. We're going to find out really officially Wednesday what they're going to do, how they feel about recession, and if they're really going to start to lean in and try to break this job market. I believe that they will. Uh, so I think May is a really important month. And the spring market looks like it just keeps getting better. Now, for the second week in a row, we have seen active listings rise. 8,260 from a week to week, which is down a little bit from last week's number, but I mean, very close to last week's number, which was 8,546. So kind of on par, but we didn't see a decline. And this is what we talked about last week. So in the comments, are you happy with this inventory rise? Did your market see an inventory rise? Uh, I'm certainly happy. We, we talked about it last week where this was going to be the telling week. Was last week's inventory rise only because we were lagging with the holiday that more people came on you know, a couple weeks later? So have we officially hit bottom for inventory? That, that's the hope here. It's two weeks in a row. This is a good signal that we're starting to normalize here like we do in the spring where we start you know, to see inventory continuously go up. It's two weeks in a row. I don't want to get crazy because it's been a weird you know, time with, with all the volatility, but 8,000 plus active listings is a good sign. It is not as much as we had this time last year. Okay, so last year we had almost 16,000, 17,000 uh, new active list or, or active listings increase this time last year. Okay. So um, weekly inventory change from 414,000 to 422,000 is what we just experienced last year. It was 471,000 to two, I'm sorry, 271,000 to 287,000 is according to housing wire. So the bottom for 2022 was 240,000. We still don't know uh, officially where the bottom is this year. The peak so far for 2023 is 472,680. That's so far. Okay. Uh, a little bit of context here. And I like how they put this number in here. 2015, we had this week in 2015, we had 1,070,493,493. So over a million on active inventory. We're at 422,000. 
So don't let anybody tell you, well, last year, 287,000. Now we're at 422. There's a lot of inventory. 2015, the number was over 1 million. We're nowhere close to that. We're less than half of that, okay? Down below, as we do every single uh, week, we've got the, every single day rather, we've got the daily download link where you can get all the slides and sources that we put together on this show for absolutely free. Down below with one click, if you click it one time, you get every single day's slides sent to you. So this Altos research chart uh, is down below for you on the uh, inventory. Okay, so this is this was generated on April 29th, which was yesterday. You can see here uh, the inventory starting to bottom, and hopefully we will have this run-up that we historically have. Okay, it's no guarantee. We've seen crazy things in 2023. It's complex, not crazy. That's that's my bad. If you go back and watch Knowledge Brokers podcast, we should not be saying crazy market. Uh, this Friday's uh, Knowledge Brokers podcast, we get into exactly what you should be saying about the market. Okay, so uh, new listings. Let's get into that because that's a big indicator that's going to be helpful for overall inventory. New listings this week. Uh, was 64,769, which is up from last week. Last week, we were at 59,926. This is the big one. We've got to see new listings start to help out. It hasn't really, it's way be below what it normally is. In fact, um, new listings might come in at the lowest mark ever recorded in history. Uh, new listing inventory hasn't recovered since last year's big mortgage rate spike, and we haven't been trending. Uh, we have been trending at all-time lows in 2023. Even though it does appear that 2023 will have the lowest new listing data ever recorded in history. That's what it appears right now is what we're heading towards. We are starting to see this traditional growth in new listing data for the year, which is a big positive, of course. So we're up from last week. And we're starting to get closer to 2022 numbers on new listings and uh, and 2021 as well. You can see 2021 this this same week uh, was 67,137. Same week last year was 71,000. We're at 64,000, so we're in the ballpark. Uh, obviously, nowhere close to 2015, 16, or 17, where we're in the 80,000s. Okay, uh, so that new listing chart which shows you exactly where we're at in comparison to the last two years. We're getting pretty close. That's down below for you in the daily download as well. It's it's a huge indicator for sellers who are like on the fence of like, is it the right time to put the house on the market? It's like ninth inning here. We've got the all-time low new listings. So your competition is low. You still have an extremely strong seller's market, which I have a couple of charts to show you on how strong of a seller's market this is. If you need to get a seller off the fence, these charts are going to help uh, help you with that. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but this is another one, another indicator of like, you gotta go now, okay? If the job market breaks, which is, you know, I believe a, a goal of the Fed, Logan Motoshami from Housing Wire believes the Fed's not going to stop raising rates until... The, the job market breaks until basically unemployment goes up significantly from where it is now, which is, uh, you know, near, near an all time low The the market is priced. in. we talk about this on uh, Friday's 
edition of uh, At Knowledge Brokers podcast if you haven't checked it out yet. Uh, the market has priced in a 90% chance that Jerome Powell is going to go for another increase, that the FOMC is going to increase over the next couple of days as they meet, and they'll announce that on Wednesday. Okay, so this is going to continue to make it hard for businesses not only to you know recruit and employ new new people, but to maintain current staffing levels. Okay, uh, total NAR inventory is still nine hundred eighty thousand. This is, of course, uh, different from the active number that we just talked about. This includes pendings. You can see here, though, that even when you include pendings into the mix, we're well below normal levels. Okay, the mean is up over two million. We're not even at. 1 million. Okay. So, um, the difference there is obviously NAR does pendings and actives. The big number that we're, uh, following at the top here was the actives. Okay. Uh, 10 year came down last week, which was good. Uh, hopefully we'll continue to see that we have seen in the past and here's the 10 year just, um, last week as, as it came down. Uh, we did see that the 30 year fix came down a little bit off of where it's been the last two or three weeks, not, not a whole lot. Um, but if, if trend follows the last couple times that when the, uh, FOMC announces their, their federal interest rate hike, that we may see the 10 year drop this week when they announce that, you know, in the immediate term. And so the end of this week, we could potentially, if that trend follows, where the 10-year drops, we could potentially see a lower 30-year fixed. I wouldn't go promising anybody that. I'm just saying that that could possibly happen before it ultimately goes back up in the ensuing weeks because that is the kind of trend that we've seen. Logan uh, from Housing Wire uh, does believe that this year, if the economy stays pretty firm, stays where, where it's been, I think that remains to be seen. I, I, I don't know if that That'll ultimately be the case in quarter four. The 10-year yield range should be between 3.21 and 4.25, equating to somewhere between 575 to 725 mortgage rates. Okay, that's kind of where we've been here the last 12 months. Uh, if the economy gets weaker and we see a noticeable rise in jobless claims, this is something I'm watching closely. I believe we have a job uh, report. We have jobless claims Thursday at 8.30 as well. So... Uh, we'll see what that says at the end of the week. That'll be after the FOMC meeting, uh, surprisingly enough. The 10-year uh, should go as low as 2.73, which means mortgage rates would be even lower at 5.25. So don't, don't be rooting for that scenario because that means people are losing jobs. But that is what potentially would happen if uh, you know more people get into the unemployment line. There, there's belief that mortgage rates would come down. Remember, Almost every single recession, KCM reports this all the time, keeping current matters, our friends over there. Almost every single recession, we see uh, mortgage rates come down during a recession. The 30-year fixed mortgage rates come down on almost every single recession. Okay, so recession does not mean mortgage rates go up. Typically, it means that they will go down. Also doesn't mean housing goes in a recession. Usually home prices, believe it or not, go up it would make sense as these rates go down, more people come in to the market uh, and, and those and those numbers go up. All right. I want to share with you a little bit of this uh, seller's market data here. Okay. One, 
Uh, here's just an interesting chart that I put down below today from Altos Research. Median price versus inventory uh, for, for the US. Okay, so the single family seven day average median price. Now, this is the seven day median price, not you know, on a monthly number here. Okay. It, you can see it's inching up towards 500,000, uh, up well into the mid four fifties and, and above. And the single family seven day average inventory is below that, uh, 400,000. I'm just interesting cross there. Uh, we, we saw it cross the opposite direction in 2022 and, and now going on, I guess the inverse of that. Okay. There's one scenario and here's another little table that you can share with sellers, the median list price. I mean, just a bonkers number there. Median price of new listings, extremely high. Uh, per square foot, what you're getting. Average days on market, median days on market. All, the, all these numbers are, are in here. Good little chart to share with anybody who's thinking about selling um, in the coming 30 to 60 days. I would, I would believe that in 2023 in almost every single market now is absolutely the time I wouldn't want to be, if I given the choice, I wouldn't want to be a seller in November. If I can be a seller in May, right? Like if I know I want to sell this year, don't wait for September. That's too close to November. I like May and June and the way this, this market is lining up for sellers a whole heck of a lot more. And then this one, this is pretty cool here. It shows you. Uh, how we're in a very strong seller's market right now, but we know that market dynamics can change. I don't know how, you know, what impact on the job market the uh, the Fed is going is going to take. I don't know how deep this recession is going to be because guess what? Nobody knows. Okay, so right now it's an extremely strong seller's market. These things can turn. These things can flip. Uh, I know that we're dealing with such low levels of inventory that it's like. It's bonkers to imagine a scenario where it's not a strong seller's market. But let me know in the comments if you were an agent in 2012 and 11, uh, in, in one of these years where you couldn't even get somebody to show up at an open house, let alone hit showing time and view a property on a new listing. Let me know if you remember those days because I certainly do. You know, the total flip of inventory levels. That we're experiencing now. I'm not calling that. I don't think, you know, I think we've got such built up, um, you know, years of not having enough inventory in this country that we're not going to see anything like that for quite some time. But markets do change. And if I'm a seller in 2023, whew, it's got to be now. If I'm an agent in 2023, if I'm a real estate attorney, May is the best month to make it to make the year. These next 31 days, I'm telling you, are going to go back. When we look back on 2023, these will go down as your best 31 days of opportunity in this market. I guarantee we look back and that remains to be the case. Okay. Uh, let's, let's take a look at Charlie Munger now, who doesn't believe there's good days ahead for the commercial property market. Charlie Munger, reportedly believes uh, there is trouble ahead for U.S. commercial property market, according to CNBC. The 99-year-old investor, and Charlie, woof, looking good for 99, Charlie, Warren Buffett's partner in crime, told the Financial Times that U.S. banks are packed with bad loans. 
that will be vulnerable as bad times come and property prices fall. Now, just a few weeks ago here on the Hashi, we covered his partner, Warren Buffett, saying banks are strong. The U.S. banks are strong and your deposits are safe. Charlie's saying they're carrying a lot of bad loans. Charlie, Warren, get on the same page here. I don't know, you know, are, are banks in trouble or are they not? It's not nearly as bad as it was in 2008, though, he told Financial Times in an interview. But trouble happens to banking just like trouble happens everywhere else. So I don't know. Charlie doesn't seem to be as bullish on the banking, U.S. banking industry as does Warren Buffett. And this was just a few weeks ago. Maybe Warren's changed his tune since the failure of Sil Silicon Valley Bank in March. Attention has turned to First Republic. I know as of <clears throat> as of last night, uh, they were calling uh, banks, including J.P. Morgan Chase and Bank of America, asked for final bids of First Republic. Uh, it looked like over the weekend they were headed for FDIC receivership. I mean, their, their shares just plummeted to almost nothing over the, lot, the end of the week and after hours on Friday. We'll see what happens there. We know for sure there's going to be, this isn't going to be like once this uh, First Republic situation goes away, this isn't going to be the end of bank talk in 2023. So I would lean more towards what Charlie Munger is saying. Um, that we're going to, we're going to see some, some chaos. It's reflective of the numbers we've looked at here on the hot sheet with commercial property, specifically office buildings, right? We looked at all those vacancy levels in commercial office. And when those come due, uh, we had that number in a previous hot sheet. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it right now, but we had the number where we've got two and a half trillion coming due in like the next year to two years. I think it might be two years. Uh, but, but if somebody remembers, drop it into the comments. I'm trying to dig it up, but all right, I'm not going to be able to get it. It's two and a half trillion coming up due very quickly. That That's the, the punchline there. And typically when office buildings, when these, these investors, uh, these real estate investors have a loan come due on a office building, they just go and refi it. Well, guess what? Rates are extremely high. Banks, you know, credit is tightening. They don't want to do it. Uh, a lot of real estate isn't so good anymore. Munger says he's, he's referring to those office buildings. We have a lot of troubled office buildings, a lot of troubled shopping centers, a lot of troubled other properties. There's a lot of agony out there. So, um, commercial real estate, something that you want to be really cautious. If you're a first time investor, if you're advising a first-time investor, you, you want to stay away from all, all those types of investments that we just talked about, whether it be office or, or shopping center. You got to really know what you're doing. We know that housing, it, it, you know, we've got low inventory. So go invest in some of that. That's probably the play on the buy and hold. Think smaller on the deals in 2023. Think great locations that are still going to be thriving in five to ten, 10 years when you're investing in 2023. All right. Looking at uh, where we ended the week la uh, last week on the 30 year, we, we ended it at 6.59. We had a week that bounced that started at 6.59, ended at 6.59, bounced between six and a half and 6.67. And any, anything's on the table this week for the 30 year fix. We're going to be waiting to see what the FOMC does tomorrow and Wednesday. We'll be waiting to see what Jerome Powell says 
on Wednesday. I'll be listening. I'll be coming right out of T360. I'm here in uh, in the in my hometown in Naples, Florida, and uh, Stefan Swanepoel and T360 has pulled into town. So all the residential, uh, you know, brokerage CEOs are here, and all the prop tech CEOs are here in town. Literally just one minute at Naples Grand uh, from where my office sits right here. Uh, so I'll be listening to them all week, excited to get in today and, uh, tomorrow and then Wednesday morning. And I'll be sharing some of that over the week as well. We've got Jerome Powell, We've just got a huge week coming up. And, uh, it's a huge reason to be a part of BAMX because when the weeks get bigger, your knowledge has got to get bigger. And BAMX is your real estate marketplace for business marketing and social media. Everybody tells you what to do. Okay. Whether that's YouTube or Instagram or some other crap, Bam X shows you how to do it. We actually show you, we don't just tell you, we show you how to do it. Uh, you can join today with the link below. We, the hot sheet code is gone. Yeah. Hot sheet co code is gone, but guess what? Bam X is, if you do the annual, it's 10 bucks a month on the annual. It's like a uh, cost of a cup of coffee. Okay. What do you get with Bam X? Access to all BAMX member courses with a new release every month. Exclusive live streams to deeper dives on courses and content. Uh, also, a private Facebook group. And then you get 25% discount on BAMX creator courses. There's just some unbelievable creator courses in here. We've got Haley from uh, Coffee and Contracts that has a Canva course. So you get the 25% BAMX membership on that. And then you, you've got a uh, video content course as well. So how to attract clients with video content that drops actually today. No, Tom tool drops today. This one does not drop today. That one's already there. That's what I thought. That's what Tom's story. Tom tools drops today as well. So check out bam X uh, with the link below and check us out tomorrow on the Hashi. Please subscribe to the channel. If you haven't done it, Already, I'll see you at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 Pacific time tomorrow. Until then, toodaloo.